Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Hey everybody, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. Guess what? It's Max Fun Drive time. This is our second Max Fun Drive regular episode of Jordan Jesse Go. We had a special episode for you last week, and we have another special episode coming up this week. But we want to remind you that. This show and all of Maximum Fund's shows are directly supported by our audience, which means you. Yeah. Everybody who goes to MaximumFund.org slash join and kicks in a couple of bucks helps keep this show going. It helps keep all the shows on the network going. And it's the reason that we do this. Uh, yeah. The, the folks that join at MaximumFund.org slash join are, you know, are our bosses and we love doing the show for them. It's so nice to do this goofballs show to a nice group of folks who are willing to uh, kick in to keep it going. It really means a lot. We'll talk about all the cool gifts and how everything works and so on and so forth in a little bit. But for right now, if you're listening to this, will you please go to MaximumFun.org slash join? That's MaximumFun.org slash join. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Can I ask you a question, Jordan? Nope. No questions. Okay, well, thanks for listening to Jordan Jesse Go. You're going to listen politely to me while I tell a long story. You're going to go, mm-hmm, and then at the end, you're going to say, that was fascinating. All right, fair enough. Let's hear what you got. <sighs> okay. Um. Oh, God. Jesse, I ain't got it. Well, Jordan. Oh, I ain't got it. I was bluffing. <sighs> I called his bluff. I'm just a little bluffer. Have you had the experience that you're, you get older? Jesse? Yeah. I'll take your question. Okay. Because <laughs> I got nothing else. Okay. I'm hoping it's good. Do you have something you want to do? No. Okay. I want to hear, you know what I want to do, Jesse? I want to hear this question. As you've gotten older, have you found yourself getting contemplative? No, I'm trying to contemplate less. Really? Yeah. It just gets you into trouble. It just fucking bums you out. If you've tried contemplating, it doesn't get you anywhere. What are you doing instead? Crossword puzzles? <laughs> Crossword puzzles. A lot of people are into the, you know, that New York Times app Squirtle. Oh, I think you're thinking of Wordle, Jesse, but you said a Pokemon instead. Oh, geez. Yeah. From the New York Times. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of Snorlax. Yeah. It evolves into Wordporion. <laughs> I played like two minutes of Pokemon. We constantly talk about Pokemon on this show. I don't know that much about it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll watch Detective Pikachu. It would be like talking about gardening. She- if we if we just did a gardening shears run on every episode. That'd be great. Why don't we ever do any topiary shit? Let's try. I know about as much about that as I do about Pokemon. Have you seen Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control, the number one topiary film? Oh, no, I haven't. Uh-uh. Well, there you go. I mean... But I've never seen any Pokemon movies either. So I can just guess at what's in this thing. You know that I have a love of lifelong learning, and that starts with watching the number one topiary film, Mm. Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control, and ends with watching the number one Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu. Mm. Now, in Detective Pikachu, all the Pokemons live in town with, I want to say Ryan Reynolds, 
and they all go around solving mysteries and having underground battles. Sounds pretty cool. It's not. It's a little boring. Okay. I mean, it's better than it could have been, which mm-hmm. is probably, if, if I really love Pokemons, I would just be glad to see them, you know, in something that's not torturous. Just you had a question about contemplating. I've just been contemplating a lot right. as I've gotten older. And today I was just thinking about how I'm 41 yeah. years old. I love pizza just as much as I ever have in my entire life. I went and got some pizzas at Foley Arrows in Highland Park, my favorite pizzeria. I ate this pizza. I was just thinking, since I was five years old, I've been loving pizza. And here I am, 36 years later, munching on this cheesy bread treat. I loved it. I loved it, Jordan. Do you have some sort of image consultant trying to get you to be more relatable? Is that where this is coming from? I like pizza. You mean like when I said I didn't like the Pokemon movie everyone liked? <laughs> yeah. So just just remain neutral on Pokemon and say you like pizza. Jordan, was there a period in your life when your identity and self-worth were defined by how many slices of pizza you could eat in oh. one pizza session? You know, that's interesting. I remember really challenging myself when I think it was Pizza Hut had the Bigfoot pizza. Yeah, this was a pizza with a colorful cartoon mascot. Yeah, big rectangular Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. The pizza was, the Sasquatch was a Sasquatch. The pizza was a big rectangle. Right, but the pizza was just as rectangular as a real Sasquatch. Right, exactly. The most rectangular of the cryptids. Mm-hmm. Just rolling around out there in the Pacific Northwest, having four corners and two sides that are the same size. Two different. And then two. They're the same as each other, but different from the first two. The other two, two sides, which are the when same When you're talking about the sides of yeah, the Yeah, I've Sasquatch. seen a Bigfoot, Jesse. Okay. Yeah, no, I remember really trying to take down as much of that Bigfoot as possible. And it was a thing where, like... You know, if someone got one for a slumber party, you know, could could four kids take down the Bigfoot together? Right. What was the answer? Have we, yeah, I think we finished. I think we were able to finish the Bigfoot on a few occasions. I think it was college before I realized that the most important achievement was not pizza eating. Mm. I think I was probably a junior or senior in college. Right. There was a Little Caesars near my apartment oh yeah if you're looking to challenge yourself with pizza volume little caesars is the place to go because it's so affordable and so terrible so it's a real challenge sure yeah make it It really tastes awful and i was try. it was i was tested when my wife was in law school all law school events have free pizza but it's always terrible pizza so you think you should eat it but you shouldn't eat it you Mm. should just wait until you get home and have dinner Sure. Have a baggie of almonds in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I eat now is just bold almonds, Korean barbecue flavor. That's what I think that's what I'm doing with my aging. Instead of contemplating, just filling Ziploc bags of almonds and taking them places. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally I'll enjoy a lemon dessert. But no contemplating will just lead to bad feelings. Our guest on the program is a favorite of ours. 
She's a writer for the Jimmy Kimmel television program. She's a regular guest here on Jordan Jesse Go. She's the founder and proprietress of JC Pineapples. <laughs> and now, Oscar writer Blair Erskine. Hi, Blair. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Blair, you wrote you wrote for the Oscars. I did. What do the Bruce writers come up really the- like? <laughs> we each had a joke question. <laughs> I was leading into one. Jesse scooped God me damn it. with the classic Jesse Thorne scoop. Let's Jesse, you do your joke question and then I'll do mine and then Blair, you answer which one you thought was funnier. Sure. Sorry. Sure. I thought I I thought you were, you looked like you were going to ask a real question. I thought I better make this stupid joke before sure. Jordan asks his real question. I can't make the joke anymore. Oh no, I I had a fake question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, mine was what's Bruce Valanche really like? Okay. Bruce Valanche, of course, the star of the documentary Get Bruce alongside Whoopi Goldberg, who's a big fan of his and he has a lot of novelty t-shirts. <laughs> And he's really goofy and he writes one-liners about celebs and he wrote for the Oscars every year for a long time. Okay, Jordan, go ahead and ask your fake My question. funny question was going to be, now, do the writers come up with the categories? <laughs> <laughs> Both amazing questions. Yeah. Thank you. Bruce Valanche, I only know from Hollywood Squares. I I didn't realize he wrote for the Oscars. Is he still, he's still around and doing stuff, right? I think so. Do you think he's moved to a different ceremony? No, I just want to make sure. Sometimes people die. And I <laughs> That's just want to make true. sure it didn't happen to him. <laughs> wow. There's a whole segment in the Oscars about Holy it. Holy shit. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still he's doing great. Wait, go back to this thing about people. <laughs> Jossie, we don't have time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is why oh. I don't contemplate, man, because that eventually comes up. Get yourself some Ziplocs, just start filling them with almonds. <laughs> <laughs> Valanche is semi-retired. I looked it up. Valanche is semi-retired. He just writes for the ceremony where people get their handprint on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's a good oh. gig. Yeah, it is a good gig. Pays well. People really appreciate it. You write a few things for Leonard Nimoy. I didn't realize that was a... I learn new things about this town every day. Mm-hmm. Speaking of loose knots, the Oscars had lots of loose knots. They didn't really give you food, but they were just like, if you could find a dish of loose knots <laughs> around the Dolby Theater... They were there. During the ceremony of the mm-hmm. fancy or standard? How many peanuts? It was mostly, I would say fancy. It was like more cashews to peanuts, oh. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if I was the Oscars, and I'm not, obviously. You're kind of the Oscars. Thank you, Blair. If I was the Oscars, and again, I'm obviously not, I would probably put out a bowl of macadamias because this is show business, baby. Let's yeah. do this. Let's do it up. You know, I agree. Something. Let's get the most tropical nut we can find. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Brazil nut. You're out of here. Yeah. This, <laughs> Not tropical enough. This is Hollywood's big night. Not tropical enough is what you say mm-hmm. to the Brazil nut. Throw in a um, dried fruit. Yeah. What's up? What? So what? How does how does the. How do, <laughs> hi, Blair. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> you did something interesting. Now let us make jokes at you and then you. <laughs> How's that sound? <laughs> Someone who actually did something? I love that. Humiliate me. <laughs> <laughs> How does that like start? Do you do you just write a lot of one-liners about movies you think are going to get nominated? Like what's the beginning phase of writing for the Oscars? Yeah, that so we did so many rounds of jokes and it started way back before they announced who the nominees and so yeah, we did a lot of a lot of rounds about movies we thought we were going to get nominated. I mean, I think we pretty much I feel like we knew just because, I don't know, there are sites like Gold Derby that exist and 
So we did write, I mean, a million jokes that didn't get picked for this. So it's it's crazy the volume of jokes that you write. But yeah, we started with movies, you know, just like every movie that came out. And then we would slowly, slowly like make that list smaller. And then at the end, we're just writing more and more jokes about the same movies, same actors, you know, just for fun. And then he did his <laughs> favorites. <laughs> and it was great. I think he did a good job. And it was it was a, it was a lot of work, though, but fun. It was fun. We're talking about. Valanche? Yes. Yes, we are talking about Valanche. Always talking about Valanche. Why why would you talk about anything else? <laughs> did you Okay, so did you attend the ceremony and did you need to like get a gown? Did you have a gown? What how many yes. gowns would you say you own? Thank you for asking this question. So I You're welcome. I bought a gown for the WGA awards that we were nominated for and then the Oscars were the next week and I bought a gown for that and it was red. And I was doing the red carpet with Guillermo because he's always out there like, you know, asking the questions to the celebrities. And I was going to be out there with him this year. And they told me the last minute I couldn't wear that red dress and I had to wear like black or blue because you don't want to take away from, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis. And so I changed into the black dress. And then I, I guess I don't know why I'm telling you this. I got to wear both dresses to the Oscars and it was so stressful and I was sweating and they were so uncomfortable. I was walking around barefoot at the end of the night. I have a new respect for celebrities who do this shit constantly. Like it's, you know, wearing, have you guys ever worn high heels or any sort of uncomfortable shoe? I wore high heels in my high school production of Little Shop of Horrors, <gasps> but the scene wasn't long enough for you to for feel pain. me to feel pain. We did have, this is before Amazon. We had a hard time renting the heels we ended up renting them from a theater rhinoceros. So. You had a hard time renting the heels. Well, because I'm a size 12. Yeah, yeah, I could see. Yeah. But there, there are gay theater companies in the great city of San Francisco that will rent you very large heels. And that's, that's what we ended up doing. I was interested in high school. I was interested in a, a style of punk shoe called a creeper. This is like a pointy-toed, uh, high-soled, rubber-soled shoe with like a, a slightly woven vamp. Yeah, so not always pointy-toed. You can get rounded. Oh, I see, I you see, know, yeah. Rounded creepers. I found one at like, you know, if you go to like a bong store, they will have three or four pairs of creepers you can buy. And <laughs> Wait, three or four styles or Three or four pairs. Great question, Jesse. Three or four pairs. Um, <laughs> okay, so not a not a huge. You can buy them off the employees. Yeah, basically, there. there's not a lot of like I'll check in the back at a bong store. <laughs> right. And I I wanted I wanted them more than anything, and I found ones that were like a size too big, and that was like all they had. That was like it's this or nothing, and I wore them for a while with. So I would put on socks, and then I would ball up a, another pair of socks and put them in the creepers so I could wear them. And it just hurt my feet so fucking bad. And I just gave up on them after a week. But yeah, they might, they might still, those creepers might still be in like my mom's garage, but it was a bummer. I look terrible in them. So <laughs> at least I, at least I had that going for me. I went to a bong store recently. I was getting a tattoo mm. and I was taking a break and it was on I mean, it was on a bong street. It wasn't in the bong district, which we've discussed often here on right. Jordan Jesse Go, the neighborhood in Los Angeles completely composed of wholesale bong stores. 
Well, I mean, they sell e-cigarette equipment as well. I went next door into what I thought was a convenience store, but it turned out to be a bong store. And I just was parched and wanted a soda pop. Did they have them? Sometimes they have them. Soda pops. They had a little ice box there full of soda pops. You want to know what my soda pop cost at the bong store? I do. I was so taken aback that I simply paid the man. Oh, no. Eight dollars. What? Wow. For a bottle? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. It wasn't marijuana soda. I immediately thought to myself, did I accidentally buy marijuana soda? And I did not. What soda pop did you buy? It was a now, it was some <laughs> sort of foreign Fanta, but I did not. There was no standard soda pops there. I would have gone and traded for a Sunkist. Were you get? Did you say you were getting a tattoo? Was that a joke? Did you get a tattoo? No, I got a tattoo. Really? And halfway through, I needed a refreshment because sure. it was a you know it's a it can be a long process. I'm, I'm, that's what I've been told. I don't have any tats. I got no ink, but uh, that's what I, I don't hear either, from yeah. tat heads. It's of that's what they that's what you guys like to be called, Jesse, right? Tat heads. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> you've seen my head tats. Sure. <laughs> It's of Mickey, the protagonist of the Maury Sendak book, In the Night Kitchen. Oh. One, of my, one of my faves. And yeah, Jesse, I just... Could... I just got a call from Texas and your tattoo is banned in schools. Oh, oh gee that's too whiz. bad, Jesse. Oh, gee whiz. I'm trying out material for my Colbert packet. How was that? <laughs> How was it? That was good. Not to mention my high school production of Little Shop of Horror is also banned. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, man. Blair, piece, what? Blair, when you're <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's go! Come on, <laughs> Blair. When you're at the I lo- Oscars, I, Blair, I love this level of comfort you're at now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I belong. Yeah, I feel like a member yeah. of the fam. This is great. This cat. There's a casual vibe that I think everyone's going to respond to. <laughs> I don't know a ton about how these award ceremonies work. I did host the IFC Spirit Awards nomination special once. And they told me I was going to get tickets to the Spirit Awards, and I did not. Blair, when you are at the Oscars as a writer on the Oscars, do you have to be on hand in case of last-minute gags? Yeah. We were we were in a little room to the side of the stage where Jimmy would come after he would leave the stage. And okay. I don't think they ended up needing us for anything, but that's where we were. Did he have a nice chair in there? He did. He had a nice little chair and like with a little mirror that he could look at himself in. And he did have a nice chair. Thank you for asking about that. You're welcome. His comfort is of utmost importance. He had a nice chair. (laughs) Can I say this? The man's earned it. He's hosting Hollywood's biggest night. Give him a nice chair. That's the least they could do. Give him a nice chair. I don't know if it was was nice enough. Travolta's on stage right now. (laughs) He's crying. He's sobbing. Yeah. Poor Travolta. Is there a swag bag? We didn't get the swag bags, but there are swag bags. And I think this year they, I don't even know what was in them. I heard someone say they were giving out like pieces of land in <laughs> Australia, but I I, wow. I don't know if that's true. I, I might, this might be misinformation. I'm sorry. I don't know. I haven't Googled it, but there were swag bags for sure. We didn't get them. We did get sweatshirts that say Oscars on them. And I saw David Byrne walking around wearing the sweatshirt that I have. Whoa. Because he got Holy one too. Moly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. 
He was just walking around raw, like nobody. He was just walking around like a dude. He had a little orange backpack on. Are you telling me David Byrne from yes. the Talking Heads was raw dogging the Oscars backstage? He was <laughs> at rehearsal. Holy, yeah. holy moly! Yeah, the so o- cool. when you fuck the Oscar, it tells you it doesn't want you to wear a condom. <laughs> and you're like, is this okay? And it says it's had its tubes tied. It tells you it's yeah. had its tubes tied. And you're like, well, I mean. I'm here. Let's go. You know, like you're not going to say no to that. Yeah. No, this is Hollywood's not. biggest night. Right. And then it says, I'm hollow. Fill me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I mean, what is that going to be? Solid gold? I don't think so. No, of course not. There's That's no why way. they're hollow. <laughs> without a base, without a trace. The Oscars know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> a lot of things a you can do with an Oscar. A lot of things you can do with an Oscar. Big old base on that boy. <laughs> Big old base. Mm-hmm. What were cool celebrities that you saw? I saw, well, David Byrne. Yeah. I saw, I went to the bathroom and Michelle Williams was in there. And we were just in the bathroom together for a moment. And I told her I, I, she looked beautiful. And she said, thanks. I love your dress. And that made me happy. Cool. And when she said that, I just shook my head. No. And then I walked out. I, I couldn't like form words. <laughs> so I You're like, sorry, Michelle Williams. This Wrong interaction answer. did not happen. <laughs> this all took place in my head. More. <laughs> Poor Michelle Williams. I saw a lot of celebrities because I was standing there with Guillermo on the red carpet and they all come by to talk to him. So fucking like, I don't know why Ryan Seacrest is the most famous person coming to my mind right now. Antonio Banderas, Boz Lerman. I mean, so many people, Austin Butler, Every celebrity, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he was just we got to go to the governor's ball afterward and he was just walking around holding his Oscar and crying. He still had tears in his eyes. Which... <laughs> You're like, all right. <laughs> all right, Brendan, we get Let's it. Tune it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We saw Gods and Monsters. <laughs> we know you can do we it. We get it. You thought you were done. <laughs> and now you're the whale. Congratulations. We get now it. You're the whale. <laughs> oh, man. The after party had a lot of food, though. That governor's ball had chicken and waffles. And Whoa. a big table with cheese. Yeah, it was it's it was amazing. Does the governor host the governor's ball? That's what I want to know. Or is it for governors only? <laughs> well, I'm not a governor, so it must be that the governor hosts. But the governor of what? California? Mm, great the governor that's a of question. Something else? Yeah, the governor of a NASCAR car that prevents it from going too fast. <laughs> Interesting that there was chicken and waffles. That seems like such a fucking minefield when everyone is dressed nice. Like that is the sloppiest, (laughs) toppiest food, right? Yeah. And it was just like little bites. And so they'd had like a toothpick, but no one was at the chicken and waffles line. It was just me, I think, because (laughs) they thought it would be messy. But there was no line there. Just me and like one other dude eating all the chicken and waffles. Hell yeah. It was delicious. Did they give you a dip in cup? No. They didn't. They didn't. Wow, at the I'm governor's sorry. ball? So it so it's raw, like sex with the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> they said it would be fine. <laughs> the waffles tubes have been tied. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get pregnant, says the waffle. <laughs> We're in a hot tub. <laughs> at the governor's ball, I would yeah. think you would you would get your maple syrup straight out of the tree. They'd bring the trees there from Vermont. I would think so too. Thanks a lot, Gavin Newsom. And they'd tap them for you. There'd be a man there to tap it for you. No, no such thing. They were like, here's the syrup. And they pointed to a bottle. And I said, thank you. Wow, just a straight up bottle? Like a squeeze bottle? Like a squeeze bottle. They said, here it is. Just a log cabin? 
Gee whiz. I know. Celebrities Come are just on. like us. <laughs> At least get that Trader Joe's 100. I bet this was breakfast syrup. I bet this wasn't even maple syrup. I bet this was a breakfast syrup. One was like a cayenne maple. It was good. Oh, that does sound good. Yeah. You know where I bet they're tapping the trees? Elton's party. Oh, oh God, yeah. That's where you're getting a freshly tapped tree. Jesus Didn't get an Christ. invite to that. Yeah. You don't, what? Guillermo can't get you in? He probably could. He probably Make could get calls. me in anywhere. Make some, f- tell Guillermo next time, make some calls. You, you want fresh syrup. <laughs> this isn't, I mean, yeah. can I just say? You can say it. It's not the Lieutenant Governor's ball. <gasps> this isn't the, the state assembly speaker's ball. You're right to say that. What do you think this is? The insurance commissioner's ball? <laughs> Let's tap some trees. <laughs> Running out of state offices, I know. Jordan, you got any? <laughs> you, you went on a school trip to Sacramento at some point, right? Comptroller? Yeah, what about the Comptroller's Ball? Comptroller's Ball. Actually, Comptroller's Ball is kind of cool. Yeah. A lot of people... It's a little more like indie sleaze. Like, that's kind of the vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like PBRs, PBRs and yeah, trucker yeah, hats sure. kind of deal. Mozzarella sticks. It's fun. It's like more fun, though. It's like more more real. Did you go last year when the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs were performing? <laughs> right. Or did you go this year and see Chick, Chick, Chick? <laughs> yeah. Chick, the th- Chick, three, Chick. Only three name bands yeah, get exactly. to perform at the Comptroller's Ball. <laughs> did you guys know that as an Eisner nominee, I will be in an In Memoriam segment? Wow. What? That's yeah. incredible. Wait, oh, hold God, on. I can't wait to die. <laughs> wait, are you telling me people die, Jordan? Oh boy, God! We didn't. Did we ran right past this? Okay, Blair. I can't we, tell. How him. are we gonna explain it to him? I did sex, so you have to do death. Oh no! Well, it's a lot like sex, actually. Okay. <laughs> it's cool if you do it in a hot tub. Yeah, so yeah. Do it right. Doesn't count tub. if you do it. In a if you die in a hot tub, you can't get a ghost pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> just say stuff. Whatever. <laughs> we'll be back in just, just a second. On Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. So every Maximum Fun show, as we said, is supported directly by audience members. This is basically what this means, Jordan. Yes. When you go to MaximumFun.org slash join, you choose a membership level. Five bucks a month is the basic membership level. Then you click some boxes for what Max Fun shows you listen to. Your support is directly divided between those shows that you listen to. Your money is going directly into the production of the exact programs that you listen to, which hopefully are Jordan, Jesse, Go. Yeah, it'd be pretty messed up if you listened to this message, went to MaximumFun.org slash join, and then didn't click us. But, you know, do what you want to do. I guess it's good if you wanted to support the other shows. But yeah, it's a really, really cool way to fund all these shows. Uh, It goes to the hosts. It goes to the fine folks working in the office at Maximum Fun. It goes to our producer, Daniel, who has really been doing uh, just, just an awesome job you know and 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 the reason that we can you know pay daniel to 
take care of the show is the reason that the show comes out on time every week. It's the reason we've got so much cool social media going. And yeah, because of like Daniel's tireless efforts, we've been able to like book some really cool folks who we've been wanting to have on the show, but it's just kind of been tough to get schedules aligned. So we had Patton and Kumail both on. Yeah, recently. Kamel Nanjiani, somebody we've been dying to have back. Uh, Griffin Newman is somebody we've been dying to have, but the scheduling has been too tough. Uh, Dan- Daniel's a real whiz with that calendar. And because of his tireless efforts, not only does the show come out on time, sounding great, but uh, we've been able to book all these cool guests. So we're, we're, we're really thankful for, for him. And I know every Max Fun show is really thankful for their producer. And uh, those folks are, you know, paid out of memberships so maximumfund.org slash join make sure those folks get paid now as we record this we're just short of 700 new upgrading and boosting members who listen to jordan jesse go we have some goals to discuss and it's not just goals we also have exciting things we do when we hit those goals now if you listen to this show you probably last week heard an episode of our Burt Reynolds recap podcast, Stash Rules Everything Around Me, a.k.a. Stream. That was our Smokey and the Bandit episode. And for folks that join, we got five more little Harry Burt nuggets ready for you in that bonus donor feed. They're Harry Burt nuggets because Burt Reynolds eats mice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's like they're, He's like an owl, basically. Burt Reynolds' <laughs> digestive tract was like an owl. That's something that... Uh, that you can learn if you read his autobiography. So if you're already a member, you know, we covered Smokey and the Bandit with our friend Adam Pranica. We covered Smokey and the Bandit 2 with our friend Elizabeth Gilbert, author of Eat, Pray, Love and numerous <laughs> acclaimed novels. That's right. <laughs> and if we make it to 750, which is just within our reach, uh, you can make it happen by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. We will be covering Smokey and the Bandit 3. Now, from what we understand, this is by far the worst Smokey and the Bandit <laughs> and features relatively little Burt Reynolds. It's primarily a Jackie Gleason vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this um, is, I don't know that we're looking forward to watching this film, but... We do look forward to pleasing you, the Max Fun member. So if our pain could bring you some joy, then we are glad to suffer through Smokey and the Bandit 3, a movie that I don't know if it came out in theaters or not. But Jordan, let me say this, too. It was direct to Laserdisc and only Laserdisc. <laughs> right. You could only watch it in the public library. Um, <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit 3. I think we can make it to a thousand. My true belief in my heart is that we can make it to a thousand new members, boosting members and upgrading members. You can also, by the way, get a gift subscription for somebody or an anonymous person. That counts, too. But I think we can make it to a thousand. If we make it to a thousand, our friend Linda Holmes of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. Yes, that's right. NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour celebrity Linda Holmes has pledged. At her suggestion, I want to point out, to cover the episode of 90210 where Burt Reynolds played himself. So we will cover this as as content for members. This will be the first episode of 90210 I have ever watched. Uh, you know what, Jordan? I don't think I've ever watched it. I was just, try- I was making dinner trying to remember mm-hmm. if I had ever watched an episode or if I just knew things about it from people saying it all the time. I was like the peach pit. 
I know that's something. I think that's, no, never mind. I was thinking, I'm just going to say that's Saved by the Bell, but I think they hang on to that. That was the max. Sorry. So okay. yeah, Peach Pit is 90210, I think, but it could be Melrose Place. I feel like I saw an episode or two of Melrose Place, but I don't think I've ever seen that. Look, okay. that's not the point. The we'll point is on one of these episodes. There's no need to figure it out now. We're not to a thousand. It's irrelevant if we don't get to a thousand. Linda will explain it. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Let's make this happen. You get not just our Burt Reynolds show, but literally like 12 trillion hours of Jordan Jesse Goes are in the Max Fun bonus content now. So go to MaximumFun.org slash join. That's only for members. We have Adam Pranica, Allie Gertz, Maddie Myers, Alonso Duralde, Stuart Wellington, and Liz Gilbert on those Burt Reynolds episodes. Look, I know that I say this a lot. There are many membership levels from $5 up to as many dollars as as you want to give us to support this program. And that is wonderful. The thing that makes me feel great, the reason our number has to do with new members and not dollar amounts, the thing that makes me feel great is people saying this is worth paying for. And you might have the means for it to be $100 a month. You might have the means for it to be $5 a month. I have no negative feelings about any of those. Only beautiful, positive feelings. Only gratitude for the support. $5 a month is every bit as meaningful to me as the folks who give us a Camaro every month, which, I mean, I at this point, it's too many Camaros. Wait, hold on. I haven't seen a single Camaro. Jesse, have you been getting Camaros in the mail? Are we supposed to be splitting these? You can't mail Camaros, Jordan. I don't know. I haven't. I don't have a single. I don't know. A bikini bay <laughs> brings them to me. Okay. So are these supposed to be for both of us? Some of them. Your... Sometimes it's a bikini hunk. Okay. Well, like still, with a sling around his daughter. I mean, I want to see. I want to see the hunks, and I also. Want to drive anyway? We'll figure out this I need Camaro the Cam- thing. I need the Camaros. They're f- I need them for for my charity work. Okay, listen. We'll figure out this Camaro conundrum later. But we got <laughs> some more way, show for you. That's my favorite encyclopedia, Brown. <laughs> right? I can't believe he dies at the end. <laughs> I, you know what? He should not have been driving that fast on public roads. No, you're right. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, RIP to him and Paul Walker. We respect them all. Mm-hmm. Maximumfund.org slash join is where you can go to become a member. And please do. This really is, this is what pays for this show. It means a lot to us when you do it. Maximumfund.org slash join. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. A Jordan Morris boy detective. I'm Blair Erskine, the ghost that can't get you pregnant in the hot tub. The ghost can't get you pregnant? The ghost that can't get pregnant. I'm a ghost in the hot tub. Well, if the ghost can't get you pregnant, that's a surprise to me because I have heard incredible things about ghost semen. Well, you have the floor. Tell us. No, I've just yeah. heard that it's incredibly I'm curious. What have you heard? It's incredibly <laughs> powerful with with pregnancy. That's why <laughs> that's why a lot of fertility doctors will turn you into a ghost, mm. have you fuck in the back room, <laughs> and bring you back flatliner style. <laughs>
Mm. <laughs> you know, as long as you're not Blair. I I love this role for you. If someone, if what, if someone says something stupid, just force them to explain. It. <laughs> I thought I wanted. To, I like, I love to learn. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Go into that. Flatliners is great. They remade it a couple of years ago. Nobody watched it. Yeah. yeah. Including me. I didn't watch it. Neither. Well, tell me about it. Flatliners, the movie. <laughs> that wasn't stupid what I said, Jesse. God. <laughs> People in your bits. What was the most exciting moment at the Oscar Awards? It's I'm let me I, I want to be right about this. I think it's when Michelle Williams told me I look pretty in the bathroom. You mean mm-hmm. for me personally or for everyone? I would love just one time for Michelle Williams to tell me I look pretty in the bathroom. That'd be great. And Michelle Williams is like, hey, hey, um, hot tip. Very short line at the waffle bar. Yeah. <laughs> she fucking loves waffles. You can have some if there's some left after I'm done. After I'm done. What would you say are the top five waffle celebrities? Number one, obviously, is Michelle Williams. But what are what are five through two? Jonathan Bisquick. <laughs> sure, of course. Jonathan Bisquick. That's a pancake. That doesn't even. You no. can you can make waffles from Bisquick. You can make waffles from Bisquick. It's fine. Patrick Buttersworth. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Patty Butts, of course. Patty Butts. Thaddeus Butterworth walked so Mrs. Butterworth could run. <laughs> Behind every great syrup man is a syrup woman. Thank you, Jordan. Trying to catch up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jordan, can you explain that for me? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I can, yes. Uh, you know, history, um, you know, often highlights the work of men. But really behind the scenes, the strings, the syrup strings, if you will, mm-hmm. are being pulled by strong, brave, sexy syrup women who can have it all. This made me think of, you know how when somebody eats pizza in a commercial, the cheese stretches out? Oh, God, yeah. The syrup strings are from when you eat the waffle and the syrup stretches out. I mean, these these strings are a metaphor for history, Jesse, but... Oh, okay. (laughs) The syrup represents, of course, the open veins of Latin America, as Eduardo Galeano taught us. Okay. And uh, and of course the uh, final greatest waffle celebrity is yeah. uh, Ted Cruz because he he's he he can't keep a, a a consistent opinion about anything. I'm sorry, he's I really need this Colbert job. How is it? <laughs> is that okay? I really need the job. My health insurance is about to crap out. Jordan, I can't speak for everyone here, mm-hmm. but I applauded. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't laugh though, right? <laughs> Did you laugh? Okay, good. No No laughs, no laughs, just applause. I admired your dignity. Right, exactly. (laughs) Is Colbert hiring? Is this something that's happening? I don't even know, Blair. Are you thinking about switching, Blair? No, 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 Is no, no. He just man just got you on the Oscars staff. No, I love, I'm staying here as long as they let me. Please don't fire me. If you're listening. I heard Colbert's hosting the Cable Ace Awards this year. <laughs> the Cable Ace Awards. Do you want to write on Cable Ace? What do you want to write on? Blockbuster Entertainment Awards? Come on. Don't. I don't. 
What do you want to write? Jokes about best kiss for music television? Give me a break. Oh, yeah. You're in Hollywood's biggest night, the Oscar yeah, you're Awards. Right. You're right. I saw Brendan Fraser cry in person. In person. Not everyone gets that. I get to tell my kids. You should have put your waffle underneath his head so the tears fell onto the waffle. <laughs> Sweeter than any syrup, I've heard, are the tears of a man who thought he was done in Hollywood until he became the whale. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Next time. That was gorgeous. The Renaissance is here. No tear sweeter than a problematic tear. I tried watching that movie earlier today and I couldn't. You know what? I watched the movie Pie. Yeah. Aaron Aronofsky filmed yes. Pie. Watched that in a movie theater. And you know, the main guy gets migraine headaches. And it's really intense depiction of migraine headaches. And then I think his next one maybe was Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't need to watch any more of these motherfuckers. I'm out. I'm done. I've res- Look, when this guy directs a Ghost Rider movie or whatever, sure. <laughs> I'll watch that shit. Yeah, let Aronofsky reboot Ghost Rider. <laughs> I don't need to watch any descents into anything. You know what I mean? I had to take like a Klonopin after I watched Mother in the theaters. That really yeah. stressed me out with the sink not being braced. Did you guys watch Mother? Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Mother fan. I know it's a divisive movie. I liked it. It was stressful as hell. Yeah, though. it's really stressful. Like before the baby eating, it's stressful. Like when it's just like, <laughs> what if people came over to your house and wouldn't leave? That's what I couldn't get behind. Yeah, yeah. And my sink isn't braced yet. And then an hour later, people are smashing babies. But like, yeah. The, the baby's thing the least of our problems. Yeah, I, I, I like Mother. I understand if someone says, I didn't like that. I would go, you're... That is fine. I will not try and convince you. But, no, no, um, no. I enjoyed it. I'm a Mother 93 guy. <laughs> Glenn Danzig. Oh, yeah. You know that one, right, Blair? No, I don't. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jesse? <laughs> Who's Danzig? Explain. I was two. Okay. Look, when something momentous happens to you, give us a call. 206-9844-FUN or just send us an email with a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here's someone who did that. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is James from Pittsburgh uh, calling with a momentous occasion. The other night I was walking home from the corner store and the two old guys who are always across the street from the church talking to each other were across the street from the church talking to each other. One of them had just taken off his hat and was saying, and I still got the holes in my head from it. Here, touch him, touch him. <laughs> and the other old guy uh, had backed away a step or two and was shaking his head and saying, I don't want to touch it. I wish I had any further context or details to give you about this scenario. Uh, I do not. Heart of the Rock, what is a river? Rock over London, rock on Chicago, Wheaties, breakfast of champions. Thanks, guys. I'd touch it. Fuck it. Why not? I, where, where I thought that was going was he's like, and then I saw the, the, you know, the two men who stood across the street from the church talking and I heard one say to the other, that's when I was carrying you. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the two men, two old men stand across from the church and talk. Overheard one saying to the other, you ever really think about pizza? It's great stuff. Incredible <laughs> stuff, pizza. I've been getting contemplative as I've gotten older. Right. 
Jesse, are you doing a writing sample for Prairie Home Companion? (laughs) (laughs) That's still a show? No, thank God. Let's bring it back. (laughs) Yeah, now's the time. (laughs) Now more than ever. Yes. America clamors for (laughs) creepy massager Garrison Keillor. And he told the old man that I would touch the holes in my head, and he said, I don't want to touch them, and every day we have biscuits. Well, that's Lutherans for you. <laughs> Gales of laughter. Gales of laughter from the audience. <laughs> They're ripping off their shirts. People hurling scarves at him. <laughs> Time to sing. That's what happens next on the yeah. show. <laughs> oh. How do we move on from that? How are we supposed to stop thinking about the holes? Yeah. How did they get there? Yeah. Were they a crucifixion metaphor? I don't know. I, I don't like to know. think those guys just do this little skit for people <laughs> like our, the caller right. who like to listen in. Mind your business. Mm. You weren't just passing by and you didn't just hear that, I would say. Blair, I don't know what you know and don't know about old men who stand around talking across the street. All they want is for other people to know their business. (laughs) These are the loudest men. When I used to live in the Western edition in San Francisco, old men would have full conversations standing one across the street from the other at opposite ends of the block. Like, do you know a good podiatrist? (laughs) One would say... And the other one would would scream back, hell yes, I do. Chop the bunions right off my foot. Or whatever. My days of eating, doing a lot of solo diner eating are behind me. We know, buddy. You got your diner club now. The diner's club? Part of a club. (laughs) Wouldn't want to be part of any club that would have diners as a member. (laughs) Thank you. But at the height of my interest in like eating really early alone at a diner, like it was me and 10 of these guys each in a booth by themselves. Right. Everybody's either got a newspaper or a novel from the library. No, thank you. And yeah, just like everyone just like trying their best to get someone to ask them anything. Just like guys sitting there going like, oh, oh, oh. Ho, 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 ho. And just like, I'm like, oh, God, what does this guy want to talk about? What does he want to talk about? <laughs> he wants to talk about the Michael Shabon novel he's reading. Right. Yeah. He's like, ho, oh, oh, ho, the art of fielding. Oh, sure. let's talk about this. <laughs> Did you ever ask? Did you ever inquire? Or did you silently just eat your food and leave? No, I can't. I have to ask. I can't get I, those. Those things seem like they'll be fun, but like getting trapped in those conversations really, really stresses me out. I always want to like bail. I yeah, I, to me they're like fun for two minutes and then sure and then they bum me out. I want Darren Aronofsky to direct a movie about you talking to an old man oh, at a diner. God. Finally, I can get, get my Oscar. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> I love now, Jordan. I think I'm the opposite of you. Because I love those conversations, even if I do sometimes get stuck in them, because I love, there's something about the stakes that I love. Mm. The stakes being, I want love to a converse. Steak. Love a steak at a diner. 15 <laughs> well, bucks. Where can you get a steak for 15 bucks? Got to put a lot of A1 on there. Yeah, sure. Not a great piece of meat, but you know. No. 
Just that it's probably choice. What are you talking about? Like a choice New York strip, probably. Mm-hmm. It's got to mm-hmm. be a New York strip. Yeah. Steak salad. Like I'll talk to people at the flea market. Yeah. You know, I go to the flea market on Sundays. I'll talk to one of these flea market weirdos for 10 minutes. I don't give a shit. Because I'll tell you why. I am full up on real human relationships. I want to hear about what area of Brooklyn someone grew up in playing stickball. <laughs> like, I don't want to connect with someone. You just want them to talk near you. Yeah, just, well, I just want to like, I want to demonstrate my, you know, avuncularity. I want to be friendly and polite to someone. I get a kick out of that. Get a kick out of being friendly and polite to a weird older person. And then I want to hear some weird shit they have to say. And it's hopefully it's not political in nature. Sure. <laughs> you know, but I want to hear about, you know, marbles or some shit. Marbles are cool. Yeah, I agree. I like I like talking to old people anywhere and old men especially. But the thing, like, when you're a woman and talking to these guys, like, at a flea market or anywhere, any, like, a Walmart, they always, they'll end the conversation by telling you you're, like, a well-built woman or some weird fucking compliment <laughs> like that. like Some Michelle Williams type <laughs> shit. Some sure. Michelle Williams type shit. You look like you know how to hold a shovel. It's yeah, like, like what? you're a sturdy broad. What like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, stout? Wait <laughs> Why would you say that? Like a compliment. My gracious. I think the proviso I would add to that is I want to be on my feet when I have that conversation. Because when it's time to go, I don't want to have to go through something. I just want to be done. I'm out of there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. One foot out the door. I think that's your problem, Jordan, in the diner is if you start talking to somebody about what they think of the bridge column that they're working on, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're locked in and the whole time you're eating your waffles, this person's telling you about shooting the moon. Right. Benton Bridge or just in hearts? It's the only one I've played. Pinnacle, they got that? Hard to say. Anyway. Hard to say. If someone invited you right now, now Blair, yeah. you're married. Jordan, let's just say you were married. I'm working on it. Okay. We have stickers now that say I'm working on it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He's got the I'm working on it sticker from the Max Fun Drive. Hashtag Max Fun Drive. Maximumfun.org slash join. If a neighbor couple who you didn't know well had no strong impression of positive or negative, you'd seen him around and and nodded your head to hello, maybe exchanged some pleasantries when they're out in the front yard or equivalent in the halls of the apartment building in the elevator or whatever. If they invite you over for bridge night, are you going? <sighs> Boy, I, yeah, no, I, yeah, sure. If, if they're fine, you know, the risk is I don't know how to play bridge and we'll be bad at it. Now yeah. I don't care that much personally, but I know mm-hmm. that sometimes others do your so, wife. Yeah. My, yes. In this situation. Yeah. So I think if, you know, it's a risk. It's if they're like, oh, we're just here to fuck around. You know, it's like if you, you know, there's nothing nicer than a nice, chill settlers of Catan group. But there could be a real Catan head in there who 
you know, gets mad at people for going into the build phase before he's done trading his livestock, you know? You don't want to end up dealing with one of these ticket to riders. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in this scenario. I'm uh, I'll, I'll give I'll give this this bridge a shot. What about Pinnacle? Uh, I I don't know how to play any of these games, so all equal to me. Pinnacle, funnier word, so maybe I'm more excited about that. Can I ask you one more, Jordan? Is it? Are you just going to say another card game? Canasta. I Jesse? almost. I was just thinking about Canasta. How about this, melted. Blair? Yeah. How about this, Miss Jackson? If you're Canasty, <laughs> <laughs> some ladies from church invite you for mahjong. Are you going? Oh yeah. boy! Yes, I am. Yeah, I would go too because I love the click clack sound. I don't know how to play. I, I like but the I love click clack. Cl- yeah, nice. I do too. Yeah. Those tiles really feel good in the hand, you know. Yeah, and they'll have snacks too there. I, I think the old ladies will. They'll probably have one of those things that's made in a slow cooker out of cheese. Mm. Yeah, yeah, rotel dip or something. So yeah, something with, yeah with like uh, buffalo chicken cheese. something. Yes. yes, that sounds great. And the ladies are playing pinnacle and they're talking shit about the priest. <laughs> they're talking shit about one of the priests. They like the other one. I don't know. Maybe they like the young one. If they're listening, invite us. Yeah, come on, elderly church ladies. We know you love this show. Invite <laughs> us to your clickety clack games. Blair, you said invite us. I f- truly thought you said, I know they're listening. Fight us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go. See you guys behind the bleachers. Fight us. <laughs> Blair's like, I got two dresses. Let's do this. <laughs> Michelle Williams will back us up. <laughs> She'll go Fableman's on your ass. Blair, uh, have we talked to you about your early use of the internet before? No, you haven't. Please talk. Ask. When did you get on the internet? We got a computer. I was I was 10, I believe. And that's when, but I lived in the middle of nowhere. And so we didn't like, we were a few years behind on the internet thing. And when we got it, it wasn't good. But I believe I was 10 when I started and I, I got to use the computer for 30 minutes a day. And we had that big book of like websites that you could go to. Remember that big book of websites? <laughs> no, that. I never had the website yes. book. What, oh. what kinds of websites were in this book? See, that's where I found Neopets. It had to have been. Yeah. Under Anne? Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, the book I'm talking about, right? There was an internet yellow pages and an internet white pages. I remember my experience with the internet goes back far enough that I remember not remembering someone's email address and looking it up in a book. What? That's a hundred percent true. There was a w- internet white pages and I looked up someone's email address in it. I think it was our family friend, Cliff. Wow. Where did you get the books? This part I do not remember. I think they were mailed out, right? Like a phone book or something. Is that possibly true? The yellow pages I can see because people are buying advertisements in there. Yeah. They're trying to get you to buy their Neopets. (laughs) I will. I did. What were you up to on Neopets? Is that a... Yeah, I was was killing my Neopets. I was was doing those like... what are they called? Poogle Poggle races? They I was doing did you guys ever Neopets before? This is, it was this cheese is like rolling. a dark web. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like it. I was also I was You could exchange Neopets for heroin. 
I should check. Well, them. you could exchange them for poppy seeds, which <laughs> you then had to make into heroin yourself. Sure, yeah. A guy posts an ad for a Green Day CD, but you can see the heroin behind the <laughs> CD. Mm-hmm. I was a big Yahoo Checkers kid as well, and nice. talking to people on Yahoo Checkers. What were the top clicks in your high school? Of course, you had jocks, you had theater kids, Yahoo Checkers, <laughs> Yahoo Checkers kids, <laughs> punk rockers, and their giant flappy creepers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their blisters. <laughs> Nothing's more punk rock than <laughs> applying blister cream to your feet every night because of your horrible shoes. You know what? I got a good podiatrist, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> I'll help you out with that. <laughs> Does he take Neopets? <laughs> what happens on Neopets, player? You guys haven't, you've never. So no, you, I think we're four years too old to have Neopets. No, you pick a pet and you feed them and you can buy them things. Nothing really happens. I'll let him saying it. It sounds kind of, it's like having a Tamagotchi, but on the computer and you can, it's, you can, it's like, there's a little picture of it and you can, you can bet on little races and you can bet on cheese rolls, like where you roll cheese down a hill. You can do these Wheel of Fortune type games. This is like the Sega Dreamcast game Seaman, only with children's gambling? Maybe. So that's what it sounds like. Jordan, can you confirm this? <laughs> it does, yes. Blair, Seaman is a game I'm looking <laughs> for the Dreamcast where a fi- fish with the head of a man uh, oh my God. A- asks things of you. You say Sega, right? Because some people say Sega. Who says Sega? Nobody says Sega. Yeah, on Get Played, they say Sega. Sega. Wait, Sega. I know. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> Our friend Nick Weiger says Sega? No, 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 no. Sega. It's, sometimes Heather says Sega. Heather Ann Campbell? <laughs> yeah, she's the she best. Would, she should know. Well, I think she's right. Like, I want to I follow her I defer to her, lead. though. I'm yeah, saying Sega that's what now. I'm saying. I'm saying maybe we should be saying she's Sega. Right. <laughs> I think we have to say Sega now. Sega. I'm a Sega bitch. Kind of, kind of, kind of rolls off the tongue like this now. I was saying Sega, but now I'm... We're going to say Sega now. Sega feels good. Jesse, try it. Say Sega. Sega. <laughs> Sega. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I don't see why not. We're not going to argue with her. <laughs> I don't want to start a fight on this podcast. I like her. She doesn't know I exist. I'm going to try saying seaman. 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 Sounds good. I like it. So this game, it's called, It's explain it to me again. He's a Wait. fish with a man head. Blair, believe it or not. We were leading into a piece of prepared content. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You could look up Seaman in your own time. And I insist <laughs> that you do. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for the prepared content. So okay. here's what we have been doing on the show. We've been talking to our friends about their early internet memories, but also our listeners have been emailing jordanjessego at aol.com, a real email address that we have, and telling us about their early internet memories and they're doing it anonymously so it can be as shameful as you want it to be and here is one such message it was the early 90s and i was probably in third or fourth grade when our classroom got a row of four computers with internet access i had a project about the aztec culture do and i thought a picture of some ruins would look cool on a bristol board hell yeah it would good call third or fourth grader can i just tell you this jordan yeah 
No fucking way could you get me to do a Bristol board display in 2023. That's my worst, literally <laughs> my worst nightmare. I guess maybe I don't know what a Bristol board is. I'm thinking of a um, it's one like of those like poster board. Yeah, like a cardboard or foam core okay. yeah. poster board, the kind that folds into three mm-hmm. chunks of gotcha. triptych. Classic school presentation materials. You could call me up tomorrow, Jordan. Yeah. Say, I got to do a Bristol board about the ancient Aztecs. I got the glue sticks. I already went to the craft store. I got the purple glue sticks, the good ones where you can see where the glue is. Oh, yeah, those yeah, are great. Yeah. And they dry clear. I got a, a color bubble jet. I got Encarta and I'm ready to go. I'll give you a thousand dollars to do it today. I would say no. I got other shit to do. Wow. <laughs> okay. I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> Everybody I has a price, it. Jesse. Everyone has a price. We'll find yours. Trade wives, yes. <laughs> Make a Bristol board, absolutely not. The writer, Jordan, just so you know, Blair, yes. Jordan doesn't have a wife. He's working on. I'm it. working and a son. on. You're it working on. on it. I'm working on it. Hey, I'm holding up the sticker. <laughs> Nobody's watching, but I'm holding up the sticker, and they're laughing at the sticker. Maximumfun.org/slash/join. Get your sticker anyway. The writer goes on to write, So, my first time on a computer with absolutely no understanding of how any of that stuff worked, I shoot from the hip and go to ancient.ruins.com slash Aztec. (laughs) To my absolute surprise, the browser self-corrects and I am presented with a picture of a topless woman with her arms shackled to the wall above her head. My limited tech savvy meant I didn't know how to make it go away, so I just sort of sat there embarrassed while my peers directly beside me reacted wildly until the teacher came to rescue slash scold me. The worst part was, in the aftermath, not one adult believed a prepubescent boy with his first unsupervised access to the internet instantly, accidentally found boobs. Now, in the email that Daniel forwarded to us, ancient.ruins.com slash Aztec is hyperlinked. I'm going to click on it and see what happens. Yeah. See what happens, Jordan. I get to see some of these boobs I've heard so much about. Oh, site can't be reached. That's disappointing. How anticlimactic. Daniel, send me some links to some boobs. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Daniel. You're a producer. Produce. (laughs) Produce the tits. (laughs) If you want to send us an early internet memory, send it to Jordan Jesse Go at AOL.com. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. A Jordan Morris boy detective. Can I, is it okay? I know that we were talking about Camaros and stuff earlier, and mm-hmm. obviously I owe you a few of the Camaros. Sure. I'll take one. I'll, one Camaro's fine, man. Can I give you two half Camaros? Okay. Can I have four Camaros, but only on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays? You're looking for split custody of the Camaros? Yeah, I'll be, you'll be, you'll be weekend Camaro dad. I don't know. Maybe you can have summers and I'll have the Camaro school year. Done. Okay. <laughs> Take them to Disneyland. Maximumfun.org slash join. No, I want, do you mind if I am sincere for a moment? Let's do it. Let's have some sincere time. Because we, Daniel went out and asked people about what Jordan Jesse Go means to them. And I want to read this one that he gave me. I've not read this yet, but I'm going to read it now. 
This is from David K. I've been listening to Jordan Jesse Go since episode 11. Over the years, maybe once has it taken me more than a week to get to a new episode. The humor and guests are great, but it's the pure friendship between Jordan and Jesse that really stand out. A healthy male platonic relationship. The world still frowns on these, but it means so much to me every time I witness it. Thank you so much for that, David. That is very sincerely touching. I will say this, you know, I often say Jordan is the funniest person I've ever met. It's the absolute truth. I feel so lucky to get to come here and see Jordan every week. You know, we have been working together now for more than 20 years, which is just awe-inspiring to me. We are coming up on, I think we've basically each worked together for about half our lives, maybe a little more. And it is a joy to me every single time I do it. You know, when my life was fucked beyond reason, the thing that I look forward to most was going and doing Jordan Jesse Go to the point where sometimes when I was driving around aimlessly, trying to get my head on straight, I would listen to Jordan Jesse Go and just laugh and laugh and laugh at things that I had forgotten Jordan said. <laughs> and I want to say that like every time I step into this studio and do this show, I am deeply aware that the reason I get to do this with my friend of 20 years is because people who like this show and totally don't have to in order to get it choose to sign up and pay for it that is every bit as inspiring to me as having had the chance to work with jordan for 20 years every week i am touched and moved by that yeah it's really really awesome that we can come here and just dick around every week no matter how weird or difficult or seemingly unmanageable life can be sometimes and i really love that this is this has been something i've gotten to do for so long and uh yeah i really love it that 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 folks uh, step up and support it it really really means a lot and we are happy to do this for as long as uh as as folks want to keep it coming so thank you to everyone and jesse i got another i got another nice message here from ej fettis on twitter it's the Max Fun Drive, and that gets me thinking about how much Maximum Fun means to me. Jordan Jessigo taught me how to deal with grief, despite also spending weeks discussing how long it would take to fill a container with cum. Now, Jordan, Ugh, I, beautiful. I need to be, first beautiful. of all, first beautiful. of all, I'm glad that we were able to help you in your darkest times. Yes. Second of all, I don't want you to mischaracterize this. When you say we spent weeks discussing this, <laughs> like... Uh, we spent at most half an hour discussing it each week for a number of weeks, right? Uh, maybe six or eight weeks, maybe 12 weeks. I don't remember exactly, but it, somewhere in the, well, it was 13 weeks initially, but then they picked up the back nine <laughs> of weeks of us only spending half an hour. So Listen, that's not we're, technically. We're splitting hairs here, Jesse. People are inspired by us and our come talk. Yeah. It's very important to them. They love it and us. So many people out there <laughs> don't have the vessels, whether it's pails, jugs, cups, whatever. Sure. Those metal milkshake cups. <laughs> yeah, sure. A lot of times, you know, what happens is you pour it into the cup, but there's still some in there and the 
person waiting on you lets you keep that extra. That's you know. nice of them. It always makes you feel like you're getting a value. Hey, speaking of values. I'm glad we're being <laughs> heartfelt this break. Beautiful. Speaking of values, you can get a lot of cool stuff if you give for the first time or you upgrade your membership. Five bucks a month. Yeah, it's doable, we hope, for you. You get all that bonus content, over 500 hours, our special Burt Reynolds show, all the other stuff. There are some Q&A episodes of Jordan Jesse Go and that bonus content that have shockingly sincere Q's and A's about you and me, Jordan. Yeah, if there a lot of fun stuff. We did the Q&A episodes. Uh, we did a drinking game where I and Ben Harrison drank, I think, warm Bud Lights. Jesse drank weed soda. We've got two more Burt Reynolds episodes in there. We've got uh, Malone and White Lightning, I believe. Tons of fun bonus content at 10 bucks a month, you can get all that bonus content and a reusable sticker for any show on the network. But if you want to pick Jordan Jesse Go, we have a beautiful I'm working on it sticker that you can put on your car or your laptop or whatever and let people know that you're trying to get a son. Let's just say you have a kid who just turned 16 and let's just say he's he's your little fella. Mm hmm. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. Is that a sore subject for you, Jordan? Yeah, Jesse. I don't have a son. Come on, man. Have you thought about... I'm working on There it. we go. That's the I'm sticker, folks. On it. <laughs> These are all cumulative at the $20 a month level. There is all kinds of cool stuff. At the $35 a month level, there's all kinds of cool stuff. It's a signature spice. Oh, yeah. Put it on your taters. That's what I like to say. I used uh, some of that signature spice blend on some boring old broccoli this week. How'd it go? Uh, turned it into a flavor explosion. This spice is so good that it would make George Herbert Walker Bush like broccoli, okay? Because sure. he famously didn't like broccoli. That was like a famous thing about him, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, $35 a month, you get all that stuff. And our special Max Fun cookbook and a killer apron, 100 bucks a month, you get all that stuff, plus the HQ Access Pass, which is special hangouts with Max Fun talent and staff doing fun stuff together. Look, I'm grateful for those of you who elect the higher levels. It makes a big impact on our bottom line. But at the end of the day, this is what I'm asking you. If you have made it all the way to this part of this episode of Jordan Jesse Go, you probably really like our show. I bet that you can find five bucks a month to support it. And I hope that you will. It's very easy, very simple. Pull your phone out of your pocket, sit down at your computer, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Blair Erskine, and the, the ghost got me pregnant. Oh, no. The ghost got me pregnant. Jesus. I'm pregnant by the ghost. Jesus. Update. Are you going to... Keep it? Blair, I don't want to put too <laughs> fine a point on this. Right. But are you going to have a half-breed baby? Mm. We don't like to call them that. Okay, well, it's reality. They're half half alive person, half ghost. Yes, I'm going to have the baby. Wow. Can't raise the baby. You can't have it all. You As can't a single have mother. it all. Like a beautiful, the beautiful syrup woman you are. <laughs> the sturdy, broad syrup lady. <laughs> Those syrup ladies. <laughs> You don't think you're going to get any help from this ethereal father? 
I have no idea where he is. I can't see him. Yes. All he, does. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knocks over glasses yeah. and he knocks up ladies. That's yeah. what he's to. Hey, uh, these men, alive or dead, they're all alike. <laughs> yeah. Spectral oh realm. Oh, my God. I'm trying to write for the reboot of 9 to 5. This is working. <laughs> Is my health it? insurance is about to shit the bed. Oh my God, my mom, sorry, I had to tell you, my mom texted me the other day and she was like, I just saw Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin on, I guess like CBS Sunday morning or something. And Jane Fonda was talking about how there hasn't been a nine to five reboot because she can't find anyone who really wants to delve into the history of like women in the workplace mm-hmm. and shit. My mom was like, you, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> call, call them. <laughs> She's brought it up multiple times. She's like, well, when you write the nine to five reboot, like I'm not right. going to. Do you want to go in half on the on the option on that? Yeah. What do you, you think? Is, me? Yeah. What do you think it's going to cost? I got a line on a thousand dollars I can get, but you're going to have to do some poster boarding. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Fine. Get me the good glue sticks. I'd rather make a goddamn diorama, and I don't want to make a goddamn diorama. Well, I'll tell you I've that much. Right. Never now. made. Would you rather dissect a frog? I dissect a frog over making a poster board. Yeah. Wow. Unless I was allowed to just, if all I needed to do was print it out on my bubble jet and then glue it with that purple glue, I'd do that before I'd dissect a frog. Now I went to arts high school, so I didn't have to dissect any frogs. We didn't even have frogs. We didn't actually dissect a frog either, but. Did you dissect a frog, Jordan? Uh, Yeah, we did a frog and a worm. We did a worm. Dissected a worm. Dissected a worm. What'd you find in there? I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> don't remind me. I don't want to get into it. Oh, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything funny to say. <laughs> if I got nothing, I'm just going to go, I don't want to get into it. That's fair. I mean, I you can always that. say you're working on it. I'm working on it. 69 to 5, is that something? Yeah, yes, sure. yes, it is. Can that go in the movie, Blair? Yes, it can. That could be the yeah. movie. Let's make a porn. 69 to 5. Yeah. Young people are into ass eating. We got to adjust this. Jesus Christ. It's true. I read it in Forbes. <laughs> the Neopets <laughs> generation <laughs> can't get enough ass munching. <laughs> I read it in Forbes. Wait, are you saying that this, the 9 to 5 reboot should be less about women in the workplace and more about analingus? <laughs> Jesse, the- Jesse, is that what you're saying? Jesse. That's pretty that fucked up. I don't know. Look, I don't know the internet. I just thought I thought I knew what you were saying. <laughs> somebody told me somebody on Reddit told me this. I brought up cottage core the other day on Jordan Jesse Go. Which is like uh, fucking Thomas Kincaid type shit, but mm-hmm. for people on TikTok. It turns out this shit is racist. Cottagecore? Yeah, Cottagecore is racist because the same the people that want the Thomas Kincaid houses, they want it so they can get away from ethnic minorities. What? This is horrible. What other things are racist? Most. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's fair. (laughs) Haven't you heard about our shameful history? (laughs) And present. And present. How do we get to... And the structures it created. Thomas Kincaid from Ass Eating. Wait, yeah, Jesse, I thought you were going to pitch us on how we could turn Dabney Coleman into a real (laughs) ass fiend. 
my point is, I don't know about young people, and I, I'm upset about, I know ass-eating, but I'm not even confident about that because I just found out that cottagecore, which I thought I knew about, turns out to be a white supremacist thing. Oh, boy. But it's a white supremacist thing about a like a warm light coming out of the window and a snowy evening in the woods. And you just imagine you're there by the fire talking about not being replaced, I guess. Well, that's no that's no cottage I would want to live in. I don't want to go in this fucking cottage. I'm just worried now that even maybe ass-eating has a well, would, yeah, in Scandinavia we is. Find out. I would Google ass-eating white supremacist if I were you. Is it possible that ass-eating is one of those men's rights things? Like mm, you can eat oh, yeah. you can eat ass, <laughs> but if you eat you know, feed ass, you don't get the same visitation rights after the divorce. That kind of thing. So I think the solution. <laughs> uh-huh. And let me know if I'm mischaracterizing this, Jesse. Yeah. So let's just not talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a pretty good idea. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're 12 years in at this sure, point, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't said shit yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't ruin ass eating for us. That's all we have. Yeah. Blair, what a delight as always to have you on the program. Thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. Have me back, please. And thank you, of course, to all of the folks who've become members of Maximum Fun. We're so grateful to you. You still have a, a little bit of time to do it. But we just want to say thanks and um, everybody who's joined, everybody who's upgraded, boosted, everybody who's maintained their membership, we couldn't be more grateful to you. We know that you probably gave up something else to join us. We know that you made this a priority in your life and um, thank you. Jesse, can I pitch a way that we can get men's rights guys to leave ass eating alone? I would love to hear that, Jordan. This is not a fully formed idea, but I think it's a direction we can go in. A butthole kind of looks like a snowflake, which they hate. It's a great point. So maybe if we say that like, oh, you know, the butthole is the snowflake of the butt. Mm -hmm. These guys are going to want nothing to do with it. You know what I was thinking? Hmm. What do men's rights activists love more than anything else? Men. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're partly correct, Blair. Pink Floyd. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. All men's rights activists love Pink Floyd. Okay. And so the wall should have a part where they go, men's rights activists, leave ass eating alone. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then the sound of the cash <laughs> register. <laughs> Because if they heard Roger Waters say that, you know what I mean? We have to listen to him. (laughs) If Roger Waters saying that to them, that's like the Jordan Peterson of music. (laughs) Sure. You could probably get him to say it. That's right, right? (laughs) Roger Waters always owning himself online. (laughs) (laughs) Roger Waters known for his intense but creepily distant stare. Right. Okay. You know what? I'll say this. Okay. I'm in a generous mood because of all the people who've joined Maximum Fun. Mm-hmm. I hope that 
all the MRAs out there, get their asses eaten, and it turns them around. Because I think it's possible for people to change. It's possible for people to get better. It's possible for people to grow. And I believe that the arc of history bends forever towards justice. And it is bent by analingus specifically. Analingus is what I call good trouble. Mm. Jesse? You just beat me out for the job on whatever that John Stewart Apple show is. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He's got his own Apple show. People forget sometimes. Mm-hmm. John Stewart, formerly of The Daily Show. And that uh, the John Stewart show on MTV, of course. I just want to say all along, you're just another hole in a butt. <laughs> <laughs> that came to me in a dream. Now. <laughs> feel like I'm at the laser show at the planetarium. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this edible is just kicking in. <laughs> oh, my ass feels so good. Oh, I should have just taken half. <laughs> okay, look. It has been a bonkers year on top of several bonkers years. You might have noticed how many podcasting companies have been canceling shows, laying people off. We have been doing the opposite. We have been adding shows And we just became a worker-owned cooperative. We are really committed to doing the best we can in the very tough podcast world right now. Jordan and I are very committed to doing the same. We've been doing this a long time. And the reason that we're able to do it is because you support us. Yeah. And Max Fun is such a such a great operation. It's such uh, such a cool company to work for because, uh, you know, a lot of podcast companies are now owned by evil conglomerates that give millions of dollars to shitheads. And it's uh, really, really nice to work for Maximum Fun and all the cool members. And uh, yeah, and just kind of feel feel good about doing this, this work for a cool audience of cool people. It really, really, really means a lot. One of the things that we strive for, both at, at Max Fun generally on, and on this show, is demonstrating that there is some fundamental value to people's lives in silly nonsense. Like I really genuinely believe that artful, silly nonsense can impact people's lives in the same way that other forms of art do. And I hope that you feel the same way or that you just feel like it's pretty fun and it's worth a buck. That's another option for you. But to me, I think that this is actually important. If we get to 750, we'll do Smokey and the Bandit 3. If we get to 1,000, it's 90210 with Linda Holmes. But this isn't about thank yous. This isn't about all this other stuff. It's not even about the bonus content, as great as the bonus content is. What we're really asking is that if you like this show, you pay for it. It's not something somebody else is going to do. It's something that we're very kindly asking you to do because... That's what pays our bills and our producers' bills and the bills at Maximum Fun. And because it's our privilege and honor to work for you. So MaximumFun.org slash join is the place to go. And I hope that you'll join us. 
and yeah, thank you to everybody who's done it so far. A, a, a bunch of folks have, and and it really feels great. This has been it's been a really really fun couple weeks for me. I always love the Max Fun Drive. It's always nice to be reminded what a cool ass audience we have. Daniel Safran is our producer on the program. Our theme music is "Love You" by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Our thanks to them. Our sincere thanks again to all the members of MaximumFun.org. We couldn't do it without you is a very, very literal statement. Uh, It means the world to us. I'm so excited to have you on board for this new uh, worker-owned MaximumFun.org. We're very proud that you support us as a worker-owner of Maximum Fun. We're very proud. And we'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.